Welcome to Chatterbox Hub, a podcast specially created for the love of audio. This podcast aims to be your go-to resource for insights, advice, and engagement with all things audio and not only. In this episode, we'll talk about how to grow your business with podcasting, why you would want to start a podcast, and what benefits it could bring to your business. We'll reveal the five top tips on how to start a new podcast series the three biggest mistakes you want to avoid when starting a new podcast, and the reasons you want to start it sooner rather than later. To talk us through the fascinating landscape of podcasting, we have invited, as you would expect, a podcast guru, the fantastic Rob Lawrence, who specializes in teaching podcast strategy to businesses and business leaders on how to use the power of sound to transform their world. Camilla Luxton chats to Rob in our virtual studio. Have a listen to their highly insightful and engaging conversation. Welcome, Rob. How are you? Hi, Camilla. I'm really well, thank you. Thanks for the invitation to be here today. Great to have you here. I think my first question is, why create podcasts? That's a really good question. Uh, Why create a podcast at all? It's a question I often ponder, actually, and I think there's a whole bunch of reasons why you might want to start a podcast. Maybe not starting a podcast is sometimes a good idea too. A podcast isn't for everyone, but I think that those that it does serve well, and they are generally the people where their audiences or the people that they're trying to reach are already in headphones. They're probably commuting, walking, cycling, I don't know, cooking, gardening, perhaps, They've got headphones on, they're listening to music, they regularly listen to podcasts to educate and entertain themselves. If the people that your business is trying to reach are already in that place, then that's probably a a good qualification for starting a podcast. Just to offer something really practical, what would be your five top tips on how to start a new podcast series? Five top tips. So I think at the very beginning, there's always a qualification process to, to go through. I've seen many people, myself included, just dive in and create a podcast for the sake of creating a podcast. And and that can be a fun thing to do. But really, that's more of a hobby rather than a business strategy or a marketing strategy. So I think in the business context, when starting a podcast, the right thing to do is to have some forethought in terms of what it is that you're trying to achieve and how you believe a podcast is going to help you get there. And if the research makes sense and you find that the people that you are trying to reach are actually going to be listening to podcasts or would be interested in a podcast if you go to all the time and effort of putting one together, then um, that's often a, a pretty sound strategy. So I think it's the, in, in the first instance is about getting really clear on what your the aims of your business are and how a podcast is going to serve that as part of your marketing strategy. Yeah, my second tip on that around um, starting a podcast and the best ways to achieve that. With that first tip in mind would be to think about knowing who it is that you want to reach. So this is all about having your customer avatar, as some people call it. So it's a bit about getting clear on who your customer is and understanding what their lifestyle is, understanding what their challenges and their problems are and what their needs are. And you should know a lot of this stuff already within your business. But if you can get really clear on why they're listening to podcasts and what it is that they're looking for from a podcast perspective, the clearer you are on who it is you're trying to reach and why, the easier it is to make all the different decisions you need to make around your podcast, including things like artwork, the the equipment that you need, the format of the show, the frequency, the delivery methods and all the rest of it. Um, So that would be my second tip. 
Third tip would be, um, what are you inviting them to do? A lot of podcasts, are they don't always follow this deliberately, but they're always inviting people to, to take some kind of action next. And it might even be just to listen to the next episode, and that's fine. Sometimes it could be to come and visit a website or visit a particular page that might have a certain offer, or it might be an invitation to make a phone call or send an email. It's that kind of thing. Or more often these days, it's about connecting on social media. So joining up on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn, come and meet me there and, and, and let's hang out there. But again, I think when it comes to having a marketing strategy as a business, getting clear on who it is you're trying to reach, what your aims are, and then what it is that you're inviting them to do can be a, a really good idea to have all of those ideas up front. Because again, when you start putting a podcast show and series together, you've got all of those questions answered so that when it comes to the technical decisions and some of the aesthetic decisions in terms of the actual content that you're going to be putting together, then you can actually be quite strategic, quite smart, quite creative about how it is that you're going to actually engage people. I think one of the biggest myth, myths, in, in my opinion, about podcasts is that it's a broadcast-only format, and that's not true. In my experience, podcasts are very much the beginning of a conversation. I find that by putting a podcast out there, if you put out an, a really interesting conversation of sorts, people naturally feel inclined to get engaged. And I was quite surprised when I first started my own series many years ago now, how quickly I started receiving emails from listeners. I was really surprised by that, even when I wasn't asking for them to, to reach out. The topics that were coming up in the in the episodes were resonating with people and people just felt inclined to to, to reach out and connect. So fourth tip that I've got would be to think about how you're going to do the podcast. So the format of your show. And often a good idea, in my opinion, is to actually listen to a load of podcasts if you're not already a podcast listener yourself. And actually many business people that I meet are very new to podcasts. They, they know people that are avid podcast listeners, but they're not necessarily podcast listeners themselves. So a little bit of sort of research and education can go a long way. And I think getting familiar with the podcasting landscape, particularly in your specific category, because what you'll find is that podcasts are categorised online by the various different kind of themes and topics that cover the, the broad podcasting landscape. It can be helpful to think about which categories, themes and topics you feel that your podcast will fit into. And for others, that's going to be clearer than, than for some. But then have a look and have a listen to the podcasts that already sit in that category and Start making some judgments in terms of what you like about what you hear, what you don't like about what you hear, uh, about the length and the frequency of the show, the way they produce and they share their content. And giving that lots of, of thought and consideration in terms of what is it that I would like to do or how is it that I would like my podcast to be presented or represent my business? In what way is it going to represent my business? And, and what are the right decisions here? And I think things like music are, are, need to be carefully considered because of the emotions that music can invoke. And by, by introducing music into your podcast, you're going to be encouraging your listener to feel some, something specific often. So all of that sort of stuff um, uh, is, is really important when it comes to the, the presentation, I suppose, if that's the right word for it, and, and the format of the show. Again, one of the questions I'm often asked with podcasts is, how long should my episodes be? In my opinion, I don't think there is a right answer. Curiously, when I speak to content creators, i.e. podcasters, particularly the ones that are they're starting out, intuitively, they feel or think that the episodes should be short because, you know, 
listeners don't actually have that much time and they're probably listening to lots of podcasts, so the shorter the better. The truth is, when I speak to listeners, I'm surprised to find that actually they love long-form content. You know, a a 45 or a 90-minute episode is absolutely fine. I think what I've learned in the years that I've been producing podcasts is that actually I think there is a balance that can be had between the depth of content and the length of, of how you're presenting the material that it is you're sharing. So, for example, if you've got a, a podcast that's, that's science-based and maybe the, the concepts being presented are very complex, actually you might want to do that in shorter episodes so people can kind of wrap their heads around what it is that you're sharing with them. Whereas if you're sharing stories and, it, you know, or if it's maybe a, a more news-based type podcast, actually longer-form content is fine. And the way that listeners tend to treat podcasts in that sense is that they have very specific times or routines in their day and specific times in their day where they will listen to podcasts and they'll fit podcasts into their life and with that in mind what tends to happen is it's a bit like reading a book they'll when when that time in their daily schedule comes to an end they'll just press pause and then when it starts again they'll hit play again just essentially leaving off where they left off, if you like. So longer form content seems to be more engaging these days. But curiously, video is the opposite. I think videos have got shorter and the engagement with video has got shorter. These are things that you wouldn't ordinarily think about when starting out a podcast if you're new to podcasts, but you know, giving it a little bit of thought and consideration up front can get you a long way further down the line. So I, my fifth and final point was just to start now. I think you know, they're, they're, some clients I have they're kicking themselves because they wish they had started a couple of years ago when they started thinking about starting a podcast. And now there are all sorts of benefits to having a podcast. And podcasting and podcasts are very much about the long term, the long game. And your content will compound over time and get more and more listeners. And I think the sooner that you start, it doesn't matter really. I mean, try and get it as reasonably well presented as you can, particularly if it's going to be representing your business. But the sooner you start, the better, because listeners are more than happy to go on a journey with you as you improve the quality and the format and the content of your show. But one of the great benefits of having audio content out in the world today, particularly now that Apple and Google are transcribing audio content in the background to be used as SEO search material, indexing podcast audio as searchable content. The benefits these days of having having a content legacy, if you like, in audio are becoming greater and greater. So I wouldn't hang about. Now's a really great time to start a podcast. And um, I would do what you can to to get started sooner rather than later. That's a really interesting uh, and very in-depth five steps there, Rob. Thank you so much. I was thinking while you were talking about these five steps, why podcasts rather than, you know, why audio rather than video? I know you mentioned that video content has gotten shorter. What is it that podcasts, can offer that that doesn't quite capture the audience through video okay i've got a couple of thoughts around that the first thought is that i think the way that people engage with audio is different to video and written material in the digital world blogs and videos tend to go some can go viral it's rarely do we see a podcast going viral and i think part of the reason for that is is because audio in my mind is a lot more about depth Video and blogs are about spread. So it's about creating awareness. So they're a good thing to have. And it's a great way to reach a lot of people and quickly. Whereas podcasts are a great way to engage people 
and for the long term. One of the, my favourite phrases that I heard, I can't claim it, unfortunately, that somebody shared with me is that audio is, is often seen as or heard as it's the most honest medium. And I love that. And I think what, what that says to me is that actually when you take the visuals away from a video and you're just left with the audio, what you're really left with is your imagination. And of course, we know how powerful our imaginations are. And I think there's something special about just having an having a listening experience, having an audio experience. So it's why, why I think we well, certainly used to enjoy listening to records and just listening to the radio because there's something special about that relationship when it's just audio only. I think what visuals do is that they distract you from the audio. You almost ignore the audio. You don't subconsciously, but consciously you're not paying attention to that. You're paying attention to the visuals. But when you've only got the audio, you can only focus on the audio. So you tend to kind of lean into it. And with that, from a sort of human experience point of view what we tend to then pick up on are the emotions in people's voices and the silences and the nuances and i think that brings us closer to the people actually sharing the content so in that way i think audio stands out from video and blog and is an incredibly powerful medium and that's why i love it so much but it gives people that sense of intimacy that i don't really hear being talked about from a blog post or from a video post and often I find that the listeners that I get to speak to, the reason that they love podcasts is because they're often, they often feel like they're, they're the third person in a two-person conversation, you know, the fly on the wall, that kind of thing. And it's that close relationship, which is what it is that they, they enjoy. And if you think about that from the flip side, as, as, as a content creator, this is a tremendous opportunity I never forget, I was one of the first podcast pieces I produced for somebody else. It was an interview with a, a very popular blogger these days called Pat Flynn. And he was talking about how successful his podcast was. And what really surprised me about what he said was that every week he gets to have an intimate one-to-one -one conversation with his listener. But he's speaking to a football stadium of people every week, you know, 25, 50,000 people every week. And, and you think about that in terms of leverage. That's amazing being able to have an intimate conversation with 50,000 people every week. And, you know, there's, no other, yeah, there's no other format that can, that can do it quite that way, I feel. So we can all be um, effectively um, turned into rock stars through <laughs> yeah. podcasts. Yeah, successful. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about rock stars. I agree with you. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I think personable people. And again, going back to that Pat Flynn interview, what was really exciting about listening to his experience as a popular blogger, he was at a blogging conference and he was talking about his podcast there. And um, he was just surprised at how many people were coming up to him saying how much they loved his podcast. But not only that, how much they knew about him and his family life. And he didn't even know their names. And I think that demonstrates to some degree the, the, the connection that people form with people. I think it makes people approachable, personable, real, authentic, all the stuff that, that I think a lot of people try to do uh, rather creatively through their marketing. But actually, they can just do it by being themselves and being on audio and showing what it is that they know. And I think these days, it's not just about selling your business, your products or your services and sharing what you know. It's about demonstrating what it is that you care about. And I think that when you start to talk about things that you're passionate about and what you care about, uh, you can't help but express yourself emotionally through your voice. And listeners pick up on that. It may be subconsciously that they're picking up on that, but they're picking up on it. And that's how they develop a relationship with you. That's how they develop trust with you. And that's how they learn more about you and then will want to actively find out more about you and what it is that you offer. 
if we follow your five tips and uh, start creating podcasts, how will we then as business owners start seeing immediate results in our business with the podcast? You won't see immediate results. I'll put my hand up and say that straight away. It doesn't work no. like that, no. And I think that okay. the, the people that have been working with me on the longer term now understand that. And I think that going back to perhaps the first tip about getting clear on your aims and what you believe a podcast will get you, I think if you're looking for a kind of a, you know, using podcasts as a get rich quick type thing or a way of suddenly getting 100,000 customers <laughs> phoning you up, it, it might work. You might be able to come up with a way that you can you can reach that many people and creatively get them to do that. But I think there are probably more powerful marketing methods and campaigns that would, would achieve that type of aim. That's not what podcasts are about. And I think podcast listeners are very savvy people. Again, going to why people listen to podcasts, there was some early research by Edison, I think, in the US some years ago. And I think this has changed now. So I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say this is the, the truth today. But what they found a few years ago is that podcast listeners tend to be highly educated, affluent people. Um, it suggests that people that are more forward thinking, more strategic about, more choosy perhaps about what it is that they consume would form the then the typical podcast demographic. I think that's changed now. I think there are so many different types of podcasts on different topics that we're seeing older people, younger people, my kids, they're very young. They love story podcasts. And we're seeing those demographics change now. And I think there are lots of people who there's a lots of diversity and there's a real richness to the podcast audience landscape now. But I still think there are some key themes there, which are people tend to be going there to be more deeply educated or entertained through audio than through other media channels and streams. The, the return on investment conversation is always an interesting one to have around podcasting because it's like, I was thinking about this the other day and it kind of dawned on me. It's like, you know, how do you measure the return on investment with the relationship with your children? Or how do you measure the return on investment of your marriage? You don't, <laughs> you don't really measure that, do you? It's something that you, you, you believe in. And, and I think podcasts are the same. It's like you, you should be producing it because you've got something to say. You care passionately about something that you want to share with other people. And, and that's the, it, it, it's a gift. You're giving a gift to people. But at the same time, they're going to pay you back with trust and credibility. Because if you spend enough time in that space and you hang around long enough, people will learn to trust and care uh, about you too. And I think as a business, particularly you know, with recent events and where I think the economy and how the economy is changing these days, people's buying characteristics are changing. The brands that people are choosing to buy from these days tend to put people in the environment first, for example. Uh, they're not just buying based on on, on um, marketing and, and, and what the, the product does. They want to know what your brand stands for and what impact it's having on the world, positively or otherwise before they make an investment with you. And I think a great way to demonstrate what it is that you care about is through audio, if indeed that's where the people that you're trying to reach are. And do you think with this current lockdown, do you think people's habits have changed? And, and do you think there's more engagement with audio and, and podcasts in particular? It's probably too early to say. I get a sense it's changing. Going back to what I was saying earlier, people that I've met, the listeners that I meet, tend to fit podcasts into a regular routine. So many people I know listen to podcasts on their daily commute. It's half an hour, it's either a drive or a train journey, and that's their podcast listening time. There's a few things we do know from the statistics and the data that's been gathered through research. 
desktop listenership is on the rise, which is converse to what it was a few years ago, which was where we saw a lot more podcasts being listened to on the smartphone, as you'd expect. But now desktop listenership is on the rise again, which is curious. This suggests to us more people are listening to podcasts as they're working. In fact, I know some of these people, they're designers, for example, they're doing visual stuff, creative stuff, and they have they literally have podcast uh, playlists on in the background, just like they would have a radio. But unlike radio, it's their own curated content. So it's almost like they're choosing their own radio content in that sense. Um, programmers, developers sometimes listen to podcasts as they're doing their work. So this might explain some of the desktop usage. Yeah, I think that what I'm picking up on with COVID and, and, and all that's happening over the recent weeks is that I think families are using podcasts a lot more for educational purpose purposes and entertainment i think stories are on the rise uh, children's entertainment seems to be on the rise the most popular category in my if i'm right about this in my mind i think is news and then it's sport i think they're the two most popular categories in podcasts so it's perhaps unsurprising that more and more people are probably listening for news related type stuff on podcast and i imagine that people are now that they're based at home locked in so to speak they might be uh, using leaning upon podcasts to give them news feeds because I think that, again, one of the nice things about podcasts is you can kind of curate your own content. So you can choose to have the news delivered by people that you would like to hear from rather than it just being, you know, switching on the television or the radio and having it delivered by a particular channel in their way. So I think that that it wouldn't surprise me if we see a bit of a, a change there. But I think that the, the general change, which I'm I'm picking up on, is that, People who sometimes listen to podcasts are listening to podcasts a lot more. In in order to create podcasts, I am sure you can't avoid making some mistakes. So what would be the three biggest mistakes people make be when starting a new podcast? Again, I would underline that point about starting now. The biggest mistake wouldn't be to actually start at all. It's the best way to learn, isn't it? It's, you know, just failing, basically. Having a go and failing... And I think that what I mean by that is actually just recording some audio, just, you know, some ideas or thoughts in your head or maybe a conversation with somebody. Um, what, one one thing we've I think we've all noticed just recently is that there's been a huge rise in the number of remote conversations we're having in terms of Zoom and online conferencing and all the rest of it. So this is a good thing from from a podcast point of view, because whilst we might not want to do this for the rest of our lives, just be stuck behind a screen chatting to people that way, let's hope not. I think what it's helping is helping people get used to having remote conversations and get getting comfortable with that format and all the technical bits and pieces that are involved. And for a long time, I've seen that being a, a big technical block for those getting started. So I think in some respects, actually, a positive that's coming out of this time at the moment is that it's breaking that ice and it's helping people actually just to get used to having online conversations. And the nice thing is, just like this conversation, you can have a conversation like this and all you need to do in addition to that is hit record. And then from that point, you've then got a recording you can play with. And the good thing about that is you, you might not like it at all. And that's fine. No, no one's putting pressure on you to have to publish it, which is great. You might like most of it, but there's a bit you want to edit out. And that's great. Just edit that out and then it might be fit for publishing. So I think that um, starting now, making mistakes, having a go, just having a go is, is, a, is a great thing to do. And I think it's perhaps a mistake not to actually be doing that. Not knowing your audience, 
So know who it is that you're speaking to. And I'm talking specifically for business podcasts here. I think if you're starting a podcast as a hobby, that doesn't really matter. If you've got something to say, just start a podcast. It's great fun. If you want that return on investment, which is trust and credibility, like an author would have from a book, then really you want to be getting clear on what it is and who it is that you're going to be serving with your podcast. What is it that you're going to offer your audience through your podcast? So knowing your audience and often what I find, perhaps less so these days because I'm perhaps working with more uh, established companies and business leaders. But what I'm finding is that for some people in the, in the early days of their business, so if they've got a relatively young business, they haven't yet done enough research to be clear on who it is that they're researching. So sometimes, and the great thing about this is sometimes that can be an opportunity to actually go and have a conversation with somebody and say, how does my product, service or business fit into your life? You know, what are the challenges in your life and how do we help you fix that? And get some detail from these people. They might be customers that you've already got a relationship with just to get learn a little bit more about their lifestyle and how they see you. Because I think what you'll learn from them going through that process will greatly help you to um, answer some of the questions in terms of how to position your podcast going forward. So with that in mind, once you've answered those questions, Another mistake I see people make is choosing the wrong format for their podcast. And when I'm talking about format, what I'm talking about here is, do you have an interview-based podcast like the one we're doing here? Or do you have one that's self-hosted, which might be just you talking about what it is that you know? Or is it a co-hosted show where you've got two hosts and they talk about, they might both be experts on a particular subject and they're talking about current affairs and that kind of thing, or common challenges in the industry right now. Um, or is it, you know, one where in a perhaps less lockdown environment, we're out on the streets and we're interviewing people on the streets. Having those questions answered up front will help you decide, decide what the format of your show is going to be. And that will then determine what kit it is that you're going to buy. So the mistake I see people making is buying the wrong kit. So they decide they're going to start a podcast, even though they're not clear on why they're going to start a podcast. And then they go out and spend a thousand pounds on equipment but they've, uh, they haven't actually bought the right equipment for what the format is going to become. So if you're recording interviews remotely like this, you need a different set of kit and software than you would if you were out in the street interviewing people. And so getting clear on what the podcast, how the podcast is, is going to work and how it's going to be presented and how it's going to be put together first is, is really important. So hopefully you can sort of see how this sequence works. You understand who you're trying to reach. That'll inform the format of your show. The format in, then informs what equipment and software you need to buy. And then hopefully you've made the right investments all the way along. So when it all it's all put together, it works in the way that you'd expect it to in terms of reaching the right people. And the final biggest mistake, I, I, I think that almost every podcaster, myself in, included, is guilty of, with a few exceptions that I know, is we just don't talk about enough about our own podcasts. We don't promote the show. Um, or promote what it is that we do. I do do it, but I perhaps I could probably give you a whole list of ways I could do it better. And I think there's always new opportunities in which to share what it is that we have learned or are doing with our podcasts. When we've got a podcast that's not even launched yet, we can talk about it coming along and why we're going to do it. And we might get some great ideas and maybe guest ideas and thoughts that will help shape and form the content. So even just going and I've seen people do this and it's fantastic. I've got a newsletter from somebody I know at the end of last year from her business. She said, I'm going to start a podcast next year. What do you think I should cover? 
And I thought that was brilliant because she's already talking about her podcast before she's even done anything with her podcast. And she will continue that conversation, I'm sure of it. And then you can talk about what you've learned and what you've done and what's good. And then after you've done a podcast series, you can talk about the previous podcast series and what's coming in the next series. But I guess all of that is to say there's a lot more I think everyone in the podcasting space could be doing to promote their podcast. Don't be shy. Be proud of it. And um, here's a crazy thing. There are so, there's so much material out there. There's so much noise out there that these days there are people out there that need you, your business, your services and your podcast and your product uh, that don't even know that you exist. And in many respects, it's your job to make sure you turn up in front of them so that you can solve the problems that they're trying to to solve. You have a um, podcast series, don't you, Rob? Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. And, and what do you focus on? What's the purpose of your podcast series? Yeah, thank you for asking. Yeah. So uh, at the moment, it's in a hiatus, uh, as I as her helped other podcasters deliver their own series. Uh, but my own podcast series is Inspirational Creatives. And I started that back in 2014 from scratch. Curiously, I mean, it's reached over well over 100,000 downloads. And that's without any marketing uh, or certainly without much marketing know-how uh, and or marketing investment or promotional PR. So it demonstrate it demonstrated to me how when you get this stuff right, you can reach a huge audience organically. And I think what's exciting for me is if you add to that mix marketing ex- expertise, a little bit of money, a budget for promoting that series. I mean, there's so much you can do in terms of repurposing your content these days. You can, as I do, I take these interviews. So I tend to interview creative entrepreneurs, business leaders, forward thinkers, really smart people about their lives, their stories. And and, and I grill them a little bit on their own strategies in terms of what it is that we could all be doing to live more creatively in the world. So you know, it's something I'm passionate about. I started it as a hobby and it still is actually, curiously, even though I'm professionally paid to produce podcasts, it is still very much, I see it very much as a hobby, but it's also become a very powerful marketing tool for me, as you'd expect. So I think what's really interesting about that for me as a hobby is it was something that I, it's grown and I think it's grown because it's something that I was passionate about. And the people that listen to it are also passionate about that subject. So it does prove to me that this stuff is, you know, I'm just not making this stuff up. It actually does work. And if you do it for long enough and consistently, and I think that's a key, that's a, that's perhaps another mistake that people make is not being consistent. I think if you're consistent with it, your audience will grow and grow and deepen and deepen. And then they'll just come to you. You're not, you don't really then have to look for customers because they'll just know who you are and intuitively they'll approach you when, when they need a problem solving. Um, so yeah, so that series has grown and grown and it's been an absolute joy because of the people I, I've met. I mean, it's allowed me to interview some of my own heroes in the business and podcasting space, which I felt I ordinarily wouldn't have had a, access to. So it's a great um, having a podcast is a great excuse to be able to have a conversation with with um, people you might think you can't reach, <laughs> if you see what I mean. So um, that's been that's been a good thing. But the whole experience has just been an absolute joy. I've learned so much about myself, about the things I care about, what I know. Um, I'm a, as you can tell, I'm a much more confident speaker than I was back then. So yeah, it's it, you know even from a p- personal point of view as well as a professional point of view, it's been an amazing journey so far. 
one of the great opportunities you have when you create content is to be able to cut it up and repurpose it. So you can take quotes from what people say and you can have that designed nicely and posted on Instagram. You could take short two minute clips of, you know, a wonderful insight or piece of inspiration that somebody shares. And then you can just, you could add some animation or some kind of slides to that. And then you could put that out as a video piece. So kind of going back to what we were saying earlier about videos going viral, but podcasts rarely so. You can then repurpose your podcast content in a way that will then make a short video that could go viral and bring people to your podcast. And then people engage, let's hope, with your podcast for the depth. Where do we find your podcast series, Rob? On what platforms? Just search on Apple Podcasts. You'll find it on Spotify too these days. Um, or just Google Inspirational Creatives and you should find it. I think I'm not far off 300 episodes at the moment. Wow. Um, so uh, there's plenty of content there to get stuck into. And I think there's probably something for everyone that's interested in either creativity or entrepreneurship or both. Yeah, that's really inspiring. I'm I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast episode will be hugely inspired by all of this, Rob. And I, I was wondering if they wanted any, you know, a, a hand to hold or a one-to-one consultation, is that something you offer? Or if not, could you recommend someone else who would be able to do that? By all means, yeah. I mean, one of the things I pride myself with these days is is the network that I have and the people that I know to get the job done. And I've met some wonderful people and I've worked with some incredible people. Uh, And rarely these days can I not answer a question for somebody because if I don't know the answer relating to podcasts, I know unashamedly, I know some of the top podcasters in the world and I can, you know, approach them or their teams and often have a question answered. Uh, You can find me at roblawrence.co or just drop me an email, rob at roblawrence, that's R-O-B-L-A-W-R-E-N-C.co. I'll be happy to try and answer any questions that that you may have if you're thinking of starting a podcast or even if you're just qualifying whether a podcast is is going to be a good fit for you. I'd be happy to answer some questions and put you in touch with the right people to help you get it recorded and published into the world. Thank you so much, Rob. It's been really, really inspiring to to listen to and chat to you. And I'm sure we have will have many, many more conversations uh, to come. Yeah, let's hope so. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Camilla. Thank you, Rob. To listen to Rob's podcast, Inspirational Creatives, head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you for listening to this episode of Chatterbox Hub Podcast. We hope we have answered some of the questions you might have had about starting a podcast for your business. Certainly, there has never been a better time to start a podcast. So why wait? We'll have more inspirational and insightful guests in our next episode. To find out more about them, keep an eye on Chatterbox Voices social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. I'm Julia Stancheva and it's my honor and pleasure to present you this podcast. Till next time.